the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. Tucker Carlson of Fox News. They uncovered... Some racy stuff that he had said. What about when? When, when did he say this? They give a very broad, uh, like five-year span. It's weird. Ten to fifteen years ago. How old is Tucker Carlson? So he was about thirty. No, no, ten to fifty. Yes, so thirty to, to about thirty, I guess. So he was on some racy shock jock type show. Said uh, some. Uh, uh, use some expletives, and uh, it was it was it was uh, it was pointless talk basically. And uh, they dug it up, and uh, they're trying to uh, make a big deal of it. The New York Times has now covered it. That what is it? What did the New York Times say? And another uh, another scandal or something at Fox News. All the charges in in the Virginia, let's see, the governor, lieutenant governor, and what is the third position? There was an attorney general, I think, attorney general. That's now history. Nobody's resigned. Nothing happened. That's elected officials. This guy is a newscaster. So uh, I'll tell you, I think what happened because of Virginia when nobody resigned Sexual attack, uh, sexual assault charges, blackface pictures, which, by the way, I don't think are disqualifying. Uh, But remember, I I am the only one. I really do believe. uh, No, I don't believe I'm the only one. I'm the only one I know of who said from the beginning that Brett Kavanaugh should the charges should not be investigated by the Senate. From the beginning, I said that. And I wrote about it at the same time, that uh, if we are going to go back to high school, then uh, we have rendered life absurd. A man leads an utterly honorable life, and then charges from high school arise with zero basis. Zero! And they have Senate hearings on it, because the Republicans are so afraid of the left. Fear of the left is greater in America than fear of God, including among most religious people. Most rabbis, priests, and ministers fear the left more than God. I I am I know that. I am I I don't I don't assume it, I know it. There are exceptions. They are exceptions. Fear of the left is the dominant fear in the United States. And they they do a very good job of instilling that fear in people. But the Virginia guys uh, have uh, have said, you know, screw it. 
And they got away with it because they're Democrats. One of them is black. A black Democrat uh, is a black Democrat. And is not held to the same standards by the left. The left has different standards for different races. They acknowledge it. It's not even, it's not an attack. This is a description of reality. Remember that I spent time last week telling you about the professor from from the uh, University of Washington who uh, goes around universities telling people that the notion that you should treat everyone the same, no matter what their race, is racist. She gets paid by colleges to, to go around saying something evil. Goodness is treating everyone the same, irrespective of race. Evil is changing the standards by which you operate according to race. Anyway, Tucker Carlson uh, uh, correctly uh, has a had a response, and I would like you to hear it. This is his response. He's not apologizing, and he's not leaving. Here we go. As anyone who's ever been caught in its gears can tell you, the great American outrage machine is a remarkable thing. One day you're having dinner with your family, imagining everything is fine. The next, your phone is exploding with calls from reporters. They read you snippets from a press release written by Democratic Party operatives. They demand to know how you could possibly have said something so awful and offensive. Do you have a statement on how immoral you are? It's a bewildering moment, especially when the quotes in question are more than a decade old. There's really not that much you can do to respond. It's pointless to try to explain how the words were spoken in jest or taken out of context, or in any case, bear no resemblance to what you actually think or would want for the country. None of that matters. Nobody cares. You know the role you're required to play. You are a sinner begging the forgiveness of Twitter. So you issue a statement of deep contrition. You apologize profusely for your transgressions. You promise to be a better person going forward. With the guidance of your contrition consultants, you send money to whatever organization claims to represent the people you supposedly offended. Then you sit back and brace for a wave of stories about your apology, all of which are simply pretexts for attacking you again. In the end, you get fired. You lose your job. Nobody defends you. Your neighbors avert their gaze as you pull into the driveway. You are ruined. And yet, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how despised and humiliated you may be, There is one thing you can never do, one thing that is absolutely not allowed. You can never acknowledge the comic absurdity of the whole thing. You can never laugh in the face of the mob. You must always pretend that the people yelling at you are somehow your moral superiors. You have to assume that what they say they're mad about is what they're actually mad about. You have to take them at face value. You must pretend this is a debate about virtue and not about power. Your critics are arguing from principle and not from partisanship. No matter what they take from you in the end, you must continue to pretend that these things are true. You are bad. They are good. The system is on the level. But what if we stopped pretending for a minute? What if we acknowledge what's actually going on? One side is deadly serious. They believe that politics is war. They're not interested in abstractions or principles, rules or traditions. They seek power, and they plan to win it, whatever it takes. If that includes getting you fired or silencing you or threatening your family at home or throwing you in prison, okay. They know what their goal is. If you're in the way, they will crush you. What's interesting is how reliably the other side pretends that none of this is happening. 
Republicans in Washington do a fairly credible imitation of an opposition party. They still give speeches, they tweet quite a bit, they make concerned noises about how liberals are bad. But on the deepest level, it's all a pose. In their minds, where it matters, Republican leaders are controlled by the left. They know exactly what they're allowed to say and believe. They know what the rules are. They may understand that those rules are written by the very people who seek their destruction. They ruthlessly enforce them anyway. Republicans in Washington police their own with a never-ending enthusiasm. Like trustees at a prison, they dutifully report back to the warden, hoping for perks. Nobody wants to be called names. Nobody wants to be Trump. How many times have you seen it happen? Some conservative figure will say something stupid or incomplete or too far outside the bounds of received wisdom for the moral guardians of cable news. Twitter goes bonkers. The mob demands a response. Very often, the first people calling for the destruction of that person are Republican leaders. You saw it with the Covington Catholic High School kids. You see it all the time. Kevin McCarthy spends half his day telling Republican members not to criticize progressive orthodoxy. Paul Ryan did the same before him. A couple of years ago, the entire Democratic Party decided to deny the biological reality of sex differences, an idea that's as insane as it is dangerous. Republican leaders decided not to criticize them for it. They might get upset. That's right. This is a system built on deceit and enforced silence. Hypocrisy is its hallmark. Yet in Washington, it's considered rude to ask questions about how exactly it works. Why are the people who considered Bill Clinton a hero lecturing me about sexism? How can the party that demands racial quotas denounce other people as racist? After a while, you begin to think that maybe their criticisms aren't sincere. Maybe their moral puffery is a costume. Maybe the whole conversation is an absurd joke. Maybe we're falling for it. You sometimes hear modern progressives described as new Puritans. That's a slur on colonial Americans. Whatever their flaws, the Puritans cared about the fate of the human soul and the moral regeneration of their society. Those are not topics that interest progressives. They're too busy pushing late-term abortion and cross-dressing on fifth graders. These are the people who write our movies and our sitcoms. They are not shocked by naughty words. They just pretend to be when it's useful. That's it's right. It's been very useful lately. It's all right. The left's main goal, in case you haven't noticed, is controlling what you think. In order to do that, they have to control the information that you receive. This is a, f a terrific, a terrific statement by Tucker Carlson. Was he reading it? Had he been able to write it that fast? Mm -hmm. It happened that day. He, he, he really wrote a good piece. He's making a point. Republicans don't fight the left. They declare men and women are basically the same and the Republicans keep quiet. They declare that biological men can race against biological women, and it's okay. And the Republicans say nothing. My whole life, I have watched Republicans not fight the left. You know what? My, my, every time I meet Republicans who are in Congress, I tell them, fight the left when you run. Don't just fight your candidate, your opponent. And it has been useless. A lot of these people are wonderful. I, I, I'm not knocking them. Why don't you ask every... every why, don't, why doesn't, in any presidential debate, the Republican, or any debate, the Republican for Senate, for, for dog catcher, you should ask the Democrat one question. Many questions, but here's one. 
do you believe it is fair for men who identify as women to race against women in races? Do you think that that is fair? Yes or no? This is not a trick question. The silence of the feminist movement, which theoretically speaks up on behalf of women? Folks, feminism, environmentalism, all the isms are just front groups for leftism. That's all they are. They are nothing more than that. Nothing. Get it? Nothing. They seduce you. Oh, we're for women. We're for the environment. They're leftists. They are front groups. That's all they are. It's a sign. It's like a phony sign. The store sells another product, but the store says feminism. The store says we love women. We love the environment. They're leftists. They're for more power and more power and more power. They're all a fraud. They're a phone. They don't even know they're frauds. They believe themselves. Oh, you're a feminist? Ask every feminist. Why do you defend male bodies running against women? Why don't you speak up? Is there one feminist group that has spoken up? The race records in high school in Connecticut are now owned by male bodies. The female records in track. Because people are so afraid to call these narcissists who are running. Oh, I am self-expressing. Oh, I am self-expressing. I am authentic to myself. Meanwhile, girls don't make the team because the male bodies that identify as females make the team. And this is considered progress in the United States. God, to live to see lies, gigantic, absurd lies dominate. You should see the article in The Nation. I'm going to read to you that. Remind me. The Nation, left-wing magazine, had an article defending male bodies running against females because it said it's a fact that these are women it's a fact because truth is not a left-wing value it is a fact that these are women it's not a fact that these are women it is a fact that they identify as women that's the fact the fact is that they are biological men i will respect them and call them women i have no problem with that but I will not let them race against women. The left's main goal, in case you haven't noticed, is controlling what you think. In order to do that, they have to control the information that you receive. Google and Facebook and Twitter are fully on board with that. They're happy to ban unapproved thoughts, and they don't apologize for it. They often do. So do the other cable channels and virtually every major news outlet in this country. One of the only places left in the United States where independent thoughts are allowed is right here the opinion hours on this network. Just a few hours in a sea of television programming. It's not much, relatively speaking. For the left, it's unacceptable. That's right. They demand total conformity. Since the day we went on the air, they've been working hard to kill this show. We haven't said much about it in public. It seemed too self-referential. The point of this show show has never been us. But now it's obvious to everybody. There's no pretending that it's not happening. It is happening. And so going forward, we'll be covering their efforts to make us be quiet. For now, though, just two points to leave you with. First, Fox News is behind us, as they have been since the very first day. Toughness is a rare quality at a TV network, and we are grateful for that. Second, we've always apologized when we're wrong, and we'll continue to do that. That's what decent people do. They apologize. 
But we will never bow to the mob, ever, no matter what. That away. Well done, Tucker. Tucker gives, by the way, Tucker has a a PragerU course out there. (laughs) The mob, that's what it is. It's very depressing to see in your lifetime what you thought were historical events, that the mob wins, that hysteria rules. A truly, truly sick piece in the nation, one of the leading left-wing news sites, or not news, opinion sites, uh, defends the, uh, uh, the transgender women, the trans women, who won the races in the high school championships in Connecticut. Because Connecticut law does not allow you to discriminate based on gender identity. Get it? Not, Not based on sex, but identity. So if you identify as a female, you can race against females, even if you have a male body. So of course they win the races. And the girls don't get on the teams. And they set new records. And in Connecticut, the records for these races in high school are, in fact, in, in girls' races, are owned by male bodies. So this guy, I won't even tell you his name because it, it, it's, uh, I, it, I, don't, I don't humiliate people on the radio. I mean, I, I, we should invite him on, though. Will you invite him on? There is another argument against allowing trans athletes to compete with cisgender athletes that suggests that their presence hurts cis women and cis girls. In case you don't know, that is people who identify with their biological gender. That's I'm a cis male, for example. I identify as a male and have a male, uh, male constitution. Now, listen to this next line. This is, this is actually printed in 2019 America and isn't regarded as perverse. But this line of thought doesn't acknowledge that trans women are in fact women. That was, one of, that was my week's best discovery thus far. It's only Tuesday. Trans women are in fact women. Wow. You are what you feel. You are what you feel. This is, this is, if this isn't proof that truth is not a left-wing value, then there cannot be proof. This is proof. Trans women are not, in fact, women. Trans women are to be regarded as women by people if they act and, and uh, look like and take a female name, courtesy, decency demands that I treat them as women. They are not, in fact, women. They are, in fact, men who identify as women. Wow. <coughs> I pity kids today raised by the left. No one denies that there are men who identify as women and women who identify as women. Nobody denies that. I've heard nobody say no matter how a person appears, you have to check their chromosomes or genitalia to see whether they are to verify what their sex is. Nobody's saying that. 
We are simply saying that if you are biologically male, whatever you identify as is irrelevant in competing against those who are biologically female. And that is considered hate. Everything about the left is a fraud, but it is. But who is saying this? Who's going to say this? NBC, CBS, ABC, NPR, PBS, BBC. Who's going to say this? They all are participants in the fraud because they're cowards. Most of these people know in their hearts that it's not fair for a male body to run against women. But they are cowards. Cowardice dominates life. It is the most dominant of all human qualities. Cowardice. It is more dominant than selfishness or greed or any of the other negatives. Cowardice is the prevalent human characteristic. No, the vast, vast majority of human beings know it is a fraud having male bodies run against women. The vast majority. Oh, by the way, I will say the guy's name at the nation because he's, he's, not, he's not unknown. I don't want to humiliate him. And I'm not, I mean, I think it is humiliating that he wrote this column. Dave Zirin is the sports writer for, uh, for the nation. He's the one who wrote this. It's a fact. That's the best. I love his line. It is a fact that these are women. Everything on the left is a fraud. Do you, you have to understand not liberals, the left, the left, the left, the left, but liberals are cowards, so it's irrelevant. This is, if, if this doesn't, if this is, does not confirm for you that they live in the world of the lie, then really nothing will. If you, if you believe that it is fair for a man to run against women because he identifies as a woman, then it is over. The, uh, the belief in objective truth is over. In elementary fairness is over. But they dominate the media. So you are the haters. I'm a hater for saying what I just said. I'm protecting women and fairness. I'm protecting truth. And I'm a hater. Get it? They never debate the facts. Never. They call you haters. I want you to ask anyone you know on the left. Don't even argue. Just say, I'm curious. This will help me understand... And again, you could say whether you're a liberal or a leftist. Do you believe it is fair for men who identify as women to run in races against biological women? That's all. Don't argue. But it, that, more than any other one question right now, will help you understand whether the person is sick. Because it's sickness. It is not mental sickness. But there, it is moral sickness. It is the antithesis of a love of truth or even a love of people. The guy writes, this guy in the nation, their sports editor, he, he writes, oh, Martina Navratilova went over to the dark side. He didn't use that word, but uh, went over to the, gave support to the people who support Trump. See, the question is not, is it true or fair? It's whether or not Trump believes it. <laughs> They're children.
Somebody sent me a great, uh, where is it? I want to read to you. Wisdom from the past, which, of course, uh, was knocked out in the 60s in my generation. Uh, when they said, do not trust anyone over 30. So that ended all belief in wisdom. So let me give you a, uh, a quote here that was sent to me from Cicero. There we go. This is from Cicero in 46 B.C. To be ignorant of what happened before you, wait, to be ignorant of what happened before you were born is to remain forever a child. Remember, I call them children. They are children, people on the left. They don't want to grow up because to grow up is painful. It's painful to grow up. They want to remain in the Garden of Eden of childhood. Whatever I believe is true. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack. Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.